Hey, I'm ready to preach today. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Whoo, I'm already sweating. I'm already sweating. Look with me in Luke chapter 4. I want to go to Luke chapter 4, and I want you to see some familiar scriptures right here. And, and, and we're going to read this real quick. Jesus here, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus is fasting. I knew I ain't going to get no amens out of that. Didn't get not one amen out of that, Mr. Carter. Amen. Get one amen out of that. But, but Jesus in Luke chapter 4 is fasting for 40 days. Say, thank you, we're only doing 21. Praise the Lord, right? But he's fasting for 40 days. He has just been baptized in water. The Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove, right? We know the scripture. And then he goes out into the wilderness, being led by the Spirit to fast and pray for 40 days. So Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. Man, that's a long time. And in those days, he ate nothing. Everybody say, he ate nothing. Now everybody say, thank the Lord we ain't got to do that. Woo. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. He was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Can I tell you right now that Jesus understood that fasting produced a dimension of authority and a dimension of power in his ministry that he could not get without fasting. Amen? He understood that. He understood that there was a dimension of power that he couldn't get in his ministry any other way. He couldn't get it. And if it was not necessary, then Jesus, our example, amen, how many of you here are Christians? If you ain't, you will be by the service, the end of the service, right? But our example, he would not have modeled that for us to do, amen? Jesus would not have modeled that for us. And Jesus was modeling, and it was necessary. That fasting was necessary to produce that dimension or that level of power in his ministry that he couldn't get any other way without fasting and without prayer, and Jesus in Luke chapter 4 fasts for 40 days, guys. That's a long time. 40 days. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But, but what many people miss is that Luke chapter 4 is connected to Luke chapter 5. And everybody's like, duh, it's 4 and 5. It's, of course it's connected. No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's connected to Luke chapter 5 because in Luke chapter 5, the subject of fasting comes back up. Look at Luke 5. Look at verse 33. It says this, and they said to him, they said, Jesus... Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise those of the Pharisees? But yours eat and drink. And what he said, like, man, it just looks like all you guys do is just hang out and eat and drink and be merry all the time. What are y'all doing? That's what he said. Why are they, why are they all over here fasting? All y'all doing is just eating and drinking and being merry, right? But look at verse 34. Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. And guys, this is so important. This is a major revelation right here. Amen? It's so important because this is something that the Holy Spirit showed me this week. I want you to, I want you to see this because, because what Jesus, he's, what he's saying, he says, when I'm with them in physical presence, he said, they have everything they need in me. Amen? He says, when I'm with them in physical presence, they have everything that they need in me. They don't need to fast. But there will come a day when my bodily presence will be taken away from them and then they're going to need to fast. Amen? 
He said, there's going to come a day. And what he's implying is this, in this powerful statement, what Jesus is implying right here is that, that through his bodily presence being gone away, that he's gone, that he's out of there, that through fasting, they would regain what they lost in him being taken away. Amen? Through fasting, they would regain what they lost by his bodily presence being gone, gone away. And what they had lost through fasting, they would get. As the disciples would, in those days, they would long for Jesus to come back. They were spending time with him. They were hanging out with him. And then they would miss him. And they would be longing for him to come back. They would be praying for him to come back. And, and they, would, they, they, they would want it. Like, like when he was there with his physical presence with them for three and a half years. Amen? They would long for that presence to come back. And they would be there and they would miss him and they would so long for him. And then they would begin to fast. And then they would begin to pray. Amen? And Jesus said that as you fast and pray, listen to this. That that same physical sense of the presence of God. Let me put it this way. The same sense of God's presence that they felt when Jesus was there with them. That same sense for that three and a half years that they had watching him do the power that they felt when his presence was there, they would get that back through prayer and fasting. Amen. The presence that, that they felt when he was there, when he was gone, they would get all that back through prayer and fasting. The presence, they would become more aware of his presence. Listen, he's always here. His spirit is always here. I want to put it this way. Fasting is not us trying to get more of God. Look at this. But God getting more of us. His spirit is always here. His presence is always here. Right? But it's us giving more to God. Us fasting. Praying. It's not trying to get more of God. We want more of God. Don't get me wrong. But, but it's God getting more of us. It's like the story in 2 Kings in chapter 4 when the oil, the miracle of the oil. Y'all know what I'm talking about? When Elisha, she, listen, the, 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 they had ran out of vessels in the house and, and he said, go out and get all the vessels from all your neighbors and bring them into the house. Look at, look at this scripture right here. Y'all remember that? Y'all know that story, 2 Kings? Look at this, chapter four. Starting in verse four, it says, when you have come, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Can I tell you, as long as there are empty vessels, the oil kept pouring. Heaven has no shortage of oil. Amen. Earth has a shortage of empty vessels. Come on, y'all. You got to do better than that. Heaven has no shortage of oil. Earth has a shortage of empty vessels. Amen? We have a shortage of vessels here. The, the Holy Spirit has no shortage of the anointing, of the miracles, of the healings, of the blessings, of the visions, of the dreams. There's no shortage of that stuff, guys. But there's always oil pouring from heaven. But earth has a shortage of vessels that are empty to receive the new oil. Amen? Come on. There is a shortage of vessels. Can Restoration Church... Be a place where we are empty and clean vessels to receive new oil in here today. Amen. Amen. Can we be a church of vessels? Thank you, all four of you. 
Can Restoration Church be a church of vessels to receive fresh oil from heaven? Amen. Come on, y'all. So what we see is, is, is not trying to get more of God. God is always trying to give us more. You see that? God is always trying to give us more. He's given us more visions. He's given us more dreams. He's, he, it's God getting more of us. Amen? God is always trying to give us more. There's no shortage of oil in heaven. Everybody say oil. I got you. Uh-huh. I got you. See, y'all talking Southern today. There's no shortage from heaven. Amen? We're cleaning ourselves out. We're empty vessels. We're empty vessels. Here you go, Lord. Here I am. Look at this. Fasting is a spiritual discipline for those who want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Fasting is a spiritual discipline for those who want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit in a new year. Amen? Who wants to be empowered by the Holy Spirit? If you want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, your heart has got to be crying, here I am, Lord. Here I am, use me, God. Here I am. Listen, I'm fasting because I'm going to tell you right now, to be quite honest, I'm fasting because I need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit because of my own inadequacy. I'm not qualified. I'm just telling y'all. I'm fasting because of my own insecurities, because of my own inability, because of my own inadequacy, the sense of my own lack of whatever I need to do. Like, I can't do this. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Amen. That's why I'm fasting. I have some gifts. I have some talent. But let me tell you something. They mean nothing if the hand of God is not on them. They mean nothing if the hand of God is not on them. I'm telling y'all. That's why I'm fasting. So I'm fasting. I'm, listen, I'm recognizing my dependency on God. Can you hear that? I'm recognizing my own dependency on God. I really need you, Lord. I really don't want to do this, what I'm called to do on my own strength and in my flesh. You know why? Because I can't. I can't. I need the anointing. Amen. And then in Luke chapter 5, look, Jesus continues immediately out of that little teaching. And he goes into a whole different subject that is connected to fasting. Look at Luke, look at Luke 5, look at verse 36. He says this, no one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. He's saying right here, the old stuff has already been washed. It's already been shrunk. It's already fit to size. It's already discolored. And then you take a new piece of cloth and you sew it to the old cloth. The new cloth is still moving. So when you wash it and you move it around, it shrinks and it starts tearing the clothes apart. That's what he's saying. And, and, and then he says this in verse 37. And he's so practical. He says this, listen. No one puts new wine into old wine skins. Come on, y'all. If you want new wine... You need new wine skins. Amen? Y'all ain't following me. You following me this morning? Now, the reason it's new wine is because it's fermenting. It's still active. Amen? It's still, it's still active. It's still moving. And, and if you want the activity of the Holy Spirit in a new way in your life, guys, listen, if you don't want to go off the old wine of last year and you, don't, you, you want... 
you want some, some new wine from the Holy Spirit, amen, then you better give him some new wine skins, right? You don't want to go off of last year's anointing. You don't want to go off of last year's wine. If you want that new wine active in your life, then you better give him some new skin. Amen. I know this, y'all thinking, boy, we 21 days. You better give him some new skin. You must say, I'm going to deny my flesh. I'm going to deny my flesh. But I cannot deny my granddaughter down there crying. It's crazy. <sighs> so I'm going to deny my flesh. I'm going to deny this skin. You hear me? He says, I'm going to deny this skin. You got to deny the flesh. You got to, you got to present him a new sacrifice of your body which is your skin, so, so that he can pour new wine in it for a new year. Amen? Amen? Everybody's distracted right now. You got to die to yourself. Everybody give it up for my grandbaby. Look. She just stole the show. I work alone, Emery. I work alone. Get her out of here. I love her so much. I love her so much. It is a whole different world having grandkids, ain't it? I'm telling you. Woo! Come on. But guys, listen. You have to die to yourself. You have to present new skin for new wine. And in Luke 4, Jesus is fasting. And he's given, listen carefully to this, he's given extra time to prayer. Extra time, 40 days for Jesus. That's a long time, right? To prayer and extra time to reading the word of God. Amen? He was studying the Word of God. I know he was studying the Word of God. I know he was reading the Word of God because he is the Word of God. Amen? He was the Word of God, right? And yet he was thinking on the Word of God. He's thinking on it. He's thinking on it. How do you know that? Because Jesus, listen, when he fasted, he was given incredible authority to fight with the Word of God. Amen? So he was thinking on it. He was reading on it. And the Bible's never more alive than when you fast. Amen? It's not that, that you, you, the, the Bible's more anointed. The Bible's the Bible. Amen? Because the Bible's not more anointed. You become more anointed to hear it. You become more anointed to read it. You become more anointed to listen to it. You become more anointed to open this book up and get involved in it. Amen? You do. You become more anointed to use it against the enemy. And listen, and you become more anointed to believe it. Amen? Come on. See, it's something about, about fasting. You can read this when you're not fasting, and sometimes it's just blah, 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 blah. Amen? Come on, I, I'm telling you. Some of this stuff, I'm reading, I'm like, but when you're fasting, guys, when you're fasting and the Holy Spirit highlights something in there for you, and it comes alive and it changes you. Amen? I'm telling you, it does something. That's why when the devil came to Jesus on his fast, he said, it is written. Because he was fasting and it was alive to him and he was, he was the word, he is the word. And, and the, Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Telling you. He had a very special, incredible anointing to use the word of God. Amen? He had a very special, incredible anointing to use the word of God. And three times, he used it against Satan when Satan was coming against him. Amen? So as we study the word of God and we fast and we pray and we read the word, guys, I'm telling you, something begins to happen in us. Amen? 
Something begins to happen in us. Something begins to move in us as we suppress the flesh, guys. And, and we suppress the flesh. We suppress that sense of taste. Our other senses start getting heightened. Amen? Our other senses start getting heightened, particularly the sense of hearing becomes more activated. Amen? You know that it's a medical fact. It's a medical fact. And, and, and you can see some of these, you know, research it for yourself if you want. But it's a, it's a fact that when a person loses their sight and they become blind, and they've been blind for years, their hearing gets so much more heightened. Amen? Because your other senses heighten where, where your one sense lacks, right? And, and their hearing becomes more heightened because they've been blind, because of their blindness. And they can hear things that normal people cannot hear. It's a medical fact. Look it up. There's videos out there and stuff. There, there, there's videos and, and things you can look up that, that a blind person, let me say it like this. So you have a blind person walks into your living room and he ain't never been in your living room before. There's videos. I'm telling you, look it up. He walks into your living room. He's never been in your living room before. And he walks in there and he can hear the sounds and the words reverberating off the walls. And, he can, and he's speaking and he can say, okay, there's, a, there's a, a, a curtain over there to my right with a window, a window with a curtain over it. And over to my left, there's just a window with no curtain on it. And, and there's a couch right in front of me. I'm telling you, look it up. There's a, there's a half wall over here with a, with a bar where people set it with stools and stuff like that. And, and there's videos of them doing that stuff. Amen? But they're, they're, how do they know that? They're blind. Because their hearing has been heightened so much. Amen? They know it because, because listen, they suppress one of their senses. When, when one of your senses are suppressed, when you die to your flesh, your other senses are heightened. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Am I up here just preaching to myself this morning? I'm telling you, they focus on and they hear things that other people can't hear. The same is true spiritually. That's a good place to say amen. The same is true spiritually. When you begin to deny the flesh, when you begin to suppress that, that sense of taste, when you're like, man, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I want some steak. Right? When you begin to suppress that sense of taste, then you know what? Your spiritual hearing becomes to be heightened. Right? Your spiritual hearing goes, listen, you're, you're in tune to the, a different dimension of God's voice. When you're reading his word, when you're listening, you're in tune to his voice. You're in tune to, to God's plan. You're in tune to God's, God's purpose, and, and you're in tune to God's strategy for your life. Amen. And suddenly, you have ears to hear. My sheep know my voice. Suddenly, you have ears to hear. He said, my sheep know my voice. And when you fast and when you pray and when you read the word of God, listen, God gives you the ability to hear what you previously couldn't hear. He gives you the ability to see what you previously couldn't see. Guys, he gives you the ability to feel. Listen, he gives you the ability to feel, feel that praise this morning. Y'all feel that? You ain't just up here like, no, you feel that praise. Hallelujah. Come on. You feel it. He gives you the ability to feel things that you previously couldn't feel. Amen. Whoo. Telling you. Y'all remember that movie on Netflix? It was called Bird Box. Y'all remember that? 
Remember on Netflix, my wife made me watch that silly thing. <laughs> it's a made-up story, but it's an interesting story, okay? Um, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, these people, and they have to run around with these blindfolds on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyone here seen that movie? Okay, there's a bunch of you. Right. It's about people who have to wear these blindfolds, and they can't see. They can't see nothing. They can't look, and they have to go by their hearing. And let me tell you something, only the birds can tell them what's about to happen. I got a bird for you, amen. It's called the Holy Spirit. He's a dove. Come on, I got a bird for you right now. It's going to tell you what's about to happen. You're going to see things you couldn't ever see. You're going to hear things you couldn't previously hear. You're going to feel things that you couldn't previously feel. Amen. Come on, y'all. And the more you fast and the more you pray and, and the more your ears get tuned in, listen, not to what man says, but what God says. And God doesn't say you're a failure. Amen. God doesn't say you're going to have a year of disaster. God doesn't say you're going under and not over. God says, I'm going to bless you. And no matter what's happened to you, he says, in spite of what's happened to you, he says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you a thousand times more than you are today. Deuteronomy 1. He said, I'm going to bless you a thousand times more than you are today. Quit weeping over your past. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. It shall spring forth. Amen. He says, I'm doing a new thing in you. It shall spring forth. Do you believe it? Can you hear what I hear? Amen. Can you hear what I hear? Can you hear what the Lord is saying to you today? Can we give him a shout of praise if you believe it this morning? Amen. Come on. He says, I'm going to bless you in spite of what's happened to you. I'm telling you. You know the only part of your body that doesn't stop growing until the day you die is your ears. Medical fact. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. The older you get, the bigger your ears get. It's a medical fact, I'm telling you. Turn to somebody and say, my, my, my. How big your ears are. <laughs> Tell them what big ears you have. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't got to say that. All the older folks said amen. I hear you. Something's wrong. If you've been walking with the Lord for a long time and your hearing is not getting developed spiritually. Amen. If you have been walking with the Lord a long time and your hearing has not been getting developed spiritually and you're confused and you don't know what in the world you're going to do. You don't have to live in this new year a confused life. What am I going to do, God? God says, I got a plan for you. It's a plan to give you a hope and a future. It's a plan to prosper you. Listen to him. If your ears aren't growing spiritually and you're not, you're not listening to this, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna... God's telling you, I got a plan for you. It's a plan to give you a hope and a future. Come on, y'all. But wake up. And if you'll tune your ears in and you'll suppress the flesh, if you'll suppress the, the desires of the flesh, God is going to let you hear things in a different way. Amen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's a big deal. When you fast, you want to give extra time to the word and you want to give extra time to prayer. Amen. Amen. Fasting without prayer is just a diet. It's a religious ritual. Fasting without prayer and the word, actually, 
is a mean, cruel diet. <laughs> Be honest with you. Amen. Come on, y'all. It's a mean, cruel diet. You have to fast with extra time, extra attention to prayer and the word. Everybody say extra time. You have to give special attention to this. You hear me? You got to give special attention to this, the word of God. And see, what I want you to see is that fasting heightened Jesus' awareness of his identity and purpose. Look at that. Fasting heightened Jesus' awareness to his identity and his purpose. I thought we had it, but we don't. I'm telling you, write it down. Fasting. Nope. One more. It's all right. Fasting heightened Jesus' awareness of his identity and his purpose. Can I tell you, if Jesus came, if, if Satan came to Jesus in the wilderness, and he did, amen, he did, and he attacked the identity and purpose for which Christ came, don't you think he's going to attack your identity and your purpose? Huh? If he attacked Jesus' identity and Jesus' purpose for which he came, I promise you he's going to do it to you. I promise you. And your calling and your mission in life, you not think the devil's going to attack that? Do you think it was just going to be an easy walk? You think this was going to be a cakewalk? It's not, I'm telling you, Jesus, the Son of God, had Satan come at him, attack him. He says, if you are the Son of God, what was he doing? He was attacking his identity. Jesus was baptized in the river. He came up. The heavens opened up. God said, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit came on him. And then he was immediately led out into, and his identity was revealed at that moment. Amen. amen. His, there you go. Amen. His identity was revealed at that moment when the heavens opened up and God said, this is my son. And immediately Satan attacked his identity. If you are the son of God. Come on, y'all. If you are a good husband, if you are a good father, if you are a good wife, Really? He's going to attack your identity. He's going to attack your purpose. He's going to attack your mission in this life. Amen? He attacked Jesus. He's going to attack you, I promise. Y'all, come on. Amen. Amen. Three times Jesus hit him back with remarkable authority in the word. He said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Three times. That's why you better pay special attention to this right here when you're fasting. And he defeated Satan. See, when we fast, we have this heightened awareness of our identity. We have this heightened awareness of who we are in Christ, right? I don't have to wonder who I am. I don't have to wonder if I'm saved. Amen? I know who I am in Jesus Christ, and I have a purpose. Guess what you have? A purpose. When you deny the flesh, the Bible says in Luke chapter 4, look at this in verse 14. It says, Jesus returned from the fast. Catch this. In the power of the Spirit. See that? Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Everybody say that with me. He returned in the power of the Spirit. Amen. Catch that. That's so important. Jesus went into the fast. He went into it with internal things. Listen to me. He went into this fast with internal things. He had the anointing on the inside. He had the power 
on the inside. He had the visions on the inside. He had the dreams on the inside. He had a vision and a dream of reaching the world. He had a purpose. It was in him. It was all in him. It was all in him. But when you fast, listen, he went into the fast with internal power, but when he came out of the fast, he returned in the power of the Spirit. Meaning, listen to this, he went in with internal power, but he came out of the fast with external power. Amen. He went into the fast knowing what his mission was. He went into the fast knowing that he had a dream and a vision and that he had, had a plan to reach the world. But when he came out of the fast, he came out in the power. Now that which had been hidden on the inside was tucked away for 30 years. It was tucked away for 30 years inside him. He had all this internal power. After he fasted, the internal power began to manifest into an external power. Amen? I'm telling you. He walks down the road. He goes immediately into the synagogue. He comes out of that fast. He walks down the road. He immediately goes into the synagogue. He grabs a book. He opens it up to Isaiah 61. It was just going to be a normal day of reading and a normal day of this. And he says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to set the captives free. He sent me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. When he went into that fast, he didn't have none of that. He had all this internal power. But when he came out of that fast in the power of the spirit, he goes straight to the synagogue and he lets them know this is what I'm here for. Amen. That's what he did. He came out of that fast with external power. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is what he's anointed me to do. This is what he's called me to do. Amen, come on. And when he did that, the Bible says that they were astonished that he spoke in so much authority. Amen, read it. Read it. The Bible says that they were astonished because he came out of that fast with all this external power. And they were astonished that he spoke with so much authority. I'm preaching to you today that you're going into this fast with internal promises. And you're going into this fast with internal purpose and power, internal dreams, missions, purpose, callings of God. Listen, but when you come out of this fast, 21 days from now, all this stuff you got going on inside of you is going to come out in external power. Amen? How many of you in here got a family member you want them to see set free? Come on, it's been inside of you. It's been inside of you. You've been carrying it with you. When you come out of this fast, I promise you, you're going to see something different. Maybe you have financial problems. You've been carrying it with you. But I'm telling you right now, when you come out of this fast, 21 days from now, somebody, woo, come on, y'all. I'm telling you, you've been carrying it. You're not going to come out crawling. You're not going to come out beat up. Amen. You're not coming out begging. You're not coming out depressed. Come on, y'all. A lot of people don't like to fast, but I'm telling you right now, you're going to come out walking in the power of the Spirit just like you. Woo! Tell me. You're going in with all these internal problems and all this stuff you got going on in your life, and you're going to come walking out in power of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to see things manifest in your life. You're going to see things happen in your life that you've just been carrying around with you. I'm telling you. Everybody's going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Give him some praise. You got to do better than that. Come on now. Can we just give the Lord some praise for what's one minute right here? Come on. Everybody's going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Hallelujah. You're going in with all this stuff, with all this stuff.
John 4.31. Come on, man. I can tell you I feel this thing this morning. John 4.31, look at this. The disciples entreated Jesus. They said, Rabbi, eat. <laughs> I'm done. Look. They said, Rabbi, eat. And I'm going to tell you this. Somewhere along the way in your commitment with God, you're going to have somebody come up and say, come on, man, just eat. You don't got to be no religious fanatic. Stop all this silliness. Just eat. Come on. You're telling you, it's going to happen. Come on, just eat. Stop being a fool. But Rabbi Jesus said this. Look at this next verse. He said, I have food to eat of which you not know. Whoo! He said, I got food to eat which you don't even know about. Come on, y'all. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Can I tell you, we did not come this far to fizzle out. We did not come this far to fizzle out. I have not come. We as a church have not come this far to fizzle out. Amen? I got food you don't even know about. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Woo! I'm telling you. Come on. We are positioned as a church right now to see a thousand times more. Amen? We are positioned right now as a church to see a thousand times more than we are today. I'm telling you. God is about to send rain on this earth. It's the rain of the Holy Spirit, y'all. I'm telling you, it's the rain of the Holy Spirit, and we are a chosen vessel, Restoration Church. We are a chosen vessel, Restoration Church. We are a chosen vessel, Restoration Church. I'm telling you right now, you better get ready, because we are a chosen vessel, Restoration Church. Amen. That don't make me proud. That makes me want to fall on my face in total dependency of God. In total dependency of God. I have food to eat, to eat which you, you not know of. Come on, y'all. And if it's, it's to do the will of God, the will of the Father who sent me and to, to finish his work, can I tell you Jesus is coming again? Jesus is coming again. And you better get back to holy again. You better separate yourself from the world again. I'm telling you, he's coming back. Amen? He's coming back. Some of you left some stuff in your temple. It's full of filth. It's full of ungodliness. It's full of the world. You don't even have any room for new wine. Ouch. Ouch. Some of you left some stuff in your camp. You ain't even got room for new wine. Fasting is emptying it out so he can pour it in. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is you got going on. There was a church historian, listen to this. Dang. There was a church historian by the name of Tertullian. I'm almost done. He was a historian in the first century. You ever heard of him, Tertullian? He was a historian in the first century, meaning that he firsthand followed and watched the apostles. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, Paul. He followed him, watched him. He watched him. He made, he made personal notes and he made personal dates and stuff in his journal and all these things that, that he witnessed. And he said this concerning fasting, that Jesus' disciples, I have noticed, fast often is what he wrote. And then he made this statement. Fasting is used by the apostles to fight against, listen, he called it this right here. He called it this, the more fierce demons. Everybody say more fierce demons. 
Then he went on to say, it's surprising that the Holy Spirit is let in by the same measure that the evil spirits are pushed out. And that's through fasting. That's by fasting. That the Holy Spirit is let in the same way that you push evil spirits out. In other words, he said, I've noticed these apostles. And, and listen, like when they was demon possessed, you remember the story. Look here in Mark chapter 9, verse 28. When Jesus was with them and Jesus cast out a devil. And they tried to and they couldn't. You know the story? And they came to Jesus and they said, Master, why could we not cast out this demon? Why could we not cast out this devil? Master, why couldn't we? These more fierce demons. Why couldn't we do it? These more fierce demons. Why could we not cast them out? And Jesus makes this statement. This kind, what kind? The more fierce demons. Y'all ain't listening. He said, he said, this kind, the more fierce demons come out only by prayer and what? Fasting. Can I tell you that this is a generation who are dealing with more fierce demons? Amen. I'm going to preach to y'all just a minute. Well, Pastor Jamie, do you believe in demons? Absolutely. Absolutely. The demonic is real. It's very real. The demonic realm is very real, and it's very scary. I'm telling y'all, and you must be very careful. You must be very careful. You can open yourself up to the demonic and not even know it. You can open yourself up and, 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 and you can shut yourself off from the demonic. Do you hear me? You got to be careful. A lot of people in this generation have opened themselves up to different demons. A lot of the things that we do, and anytime I'm telling you right now that demons are part of your entertainment, it's a slippery slope. If you got to get high just to feel like you're alive, it is a slippery slope. I'm telling you right now, you are opening yourself up to the power of Satan. If you got to smoke something, snort something, drink something, shoot something, to feel like you're alive, it is a slippery slope. I'm telling you, you are opening yourself up to the power of Satan. Amen? We'll get that later. I'm telling you right now, it's a slippery slope. The number one demon, I believe, right here. Come on. I walk too much. The number one demon, I'm almost done. I'm going to call it what it is. It's more fierce. It's a more fierce demon. It's the demon of pornography that's manifesting itself through our generations today. Amen? I'm telling you right now, believers, even Christians, people who are following Christ, I'm telling you, they find themselves totally in a stronghold. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, they're in this stronghold, and I'm telling you, you try to shout over it, and you try to preach over it, and it can't be done. This kind, the more fierce demon that is killing our teenagers today, people are dying, they are overdosing, they are hanging themselves, tens of thousands of kids that are overdosing on opioids right now. The more fierce demons that are going on in our country. Amen. We are a generation that is under attack by these more fierce demons. They will not respond to religiosity. You can't shout over it. You can't preach over it. They will not respond to religiosity. But they will respond to a disciple who will fast and pray. Amen? I'm telling you right now, they will respond to a disciple who will fast and a disciple who will pray. They will. Amen? And you say, you get out. You get out and Holy Spirit, you come in. You come in. Can somebody praise God for me for a minute? I'm telling you right now, because we're going to see that kind of deliverance 
over the next 21 days. We're talking about your soul, buddy. We're talking about your soul. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about your life. We're talking about your children. We're talking about your character. We're talking about your integrity. You hear me? Over the next 21 days, we are going to see that kind of deliverance here. And if you get the evil out, the Holy Spirit comes in. Come on. If you don't get the evil out, the Holy Spirit won't come in. Look at this. It's all, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Whew. We're kind of close. See, Jesus, the Bible says this, that Jesus taught them that when an unclean spirit leaves, he leaves that house empty and clean. Amen? He leaves it. Look at, look at this scripture right here. Matthew 12, verse 44. Then he says, I'll return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. He finds it empty and clean. Amen? Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. He comes back with seven times more power than he had when he left. Amen? He's saying, you thought you were free, but I'm coming back this time, buddy, and I'm really taking you down. I'm going to kill you this time. I'm coming back seven times more powerful. But when that unclean spirit's gone out, listen to me, guys. He goes out, he leaves that place empty and clean. And another spirit, through prayer and fasting, we push this one out, we exit it out, and another spirit wants to come in. Amen? And another spirit wants to come in and fill it. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why you need to have a prayer language. That's why you need to get so full of the Holy Ghost that you don't live by bread alone, guys. Listen, but it's a connection, an empowerment, a communion between you and the Holy Ghost all the time. Amen? When that thing comes back, oh, oh, it's not empty. It's not empty. The Holy Spirit's there. So come on, y'all. You got to get, look, he comes back seven more times. And then he comes and knocks on the door and he says, oh, no, it ain't empty. That's the Holy Spirit. You got a thousand more times of the Holy Spirit. Don't you want a thousand more times of the Holy Spirit than when, they, when that seven times more demon comes knocking on your door? Whew, you better. Want a thousand times more of the Holy Spirit. When that seven times more demon, that don't mean squat. Amen? Oh, I feel like shouting this morning. Can we give him another shout of praise for me, please? Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So it's time to quit talking about it. I'm done. I did it. It's time to quit talking about it. It's time to do it. Welcome to Restoration Church Fast 2023. Time to do it. We're going to do it. Come on, y'all. You be led by the Holy Spirit on what to fast from, okay? You know your life. You know your schedule. It doesn't matter. It's not about the details. Guys, listen, we're not legalists in any way, right? Maybe you want to do the Daniel fast, just fruits and vegetables. Maybe you want to fast from just meat. Maybe you want to fast from caffeine, from sugar. Maybe, you know, whatever it is for you. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's social media is a huge distraction in your life. And everybody agreed and said, amen. And you want to fast from that. Use that time to draw close to God through Scripture and prayer, okay? When you're really hungry, turn that hunger towards God. Turn that hunger towards worship. Turn that hunger towards praise. 
Amen? We're praying for the direction of this church. Amen? What's next for us as a congregation, as a body of Christ here? What's next for us? Where does God want Restoration Church to put roots down at? Where at? Maybe you hear something different than I do. Tell me. Praise the Lord. Y'all hear God just as well as I do. Is there a building out there for us? Is there property for us to build on? What's next? We're starting a youth group? Getting ready to start a recovery ministry? Come on, y'all. Young adults. We're moving forward, man. This thing is moving. Here we are, God. Vessels for you. Fill us with your spirit. Come on. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but yet I do. Every single one of you. Amen? Every single one of you. And if you call this church your church home, if you feel like this is your church, please join us as we fast and grow together. Amen? Let's fast so God can have more of us. Let's fast so that the more fierce demons will be cast out and the door will open so the more demons are cast out and the the Holy Spirit can come in our lives. Amen? Anybody ready for a visitation of new wine this morning? Amen. Well, stand to your feet all around this room. Stand to your feet all around this room. I want you to throw your hands up this morning. I want you to open your mouth and let's give Jesus the best praise and worship he's had all day.